can't receive a lot of these blessings on earth because most of the true blessings not even on earth. They come in eternity. And now for The Room. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today, we're going to be studying from the book of Malachi, chapter 3. These are verses that you've heard over and over, because every minister, when they preach about tithing, they use these verses almost 100% of the time. But today's message is not about tithing. Last message, I talked about giving, but that was really giving outside of the church, giving to others. And today is really not about tithing, but it uses these verses. Malachi, third chapter, beginning at the 10th verse. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. And I want to focus on that verse that we talked about and heard so much. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And last week, I heard God speak for today. Talk about the room. So today's message is just entitled, The Room. It's not about tithing, but it's in the Verses about tithing. There was once a man, and he made a covenant with the pastor. And he made a covenant with the pastor that he was going to tithe on whatever he earned. And the first year, he made $10,000, and he tithed $1,000 off of that. And the second year, he made $100,000, and he tithed $10,000 on that. And then the pastor, he moved away and moved to another church, and the man still stayed at the church, and the third year, he went from $100,000, he made a million dollars. So he tithed $100,000 off of that. And in the next year, he made $6 million. And he had an issue. He said, this is $600,000. I just can't give that much. That's just too much. So he went to the church where the, his old pastor had moved to. He said, Pastor, look, I know I made a covenant with you and God on this money, but I done gone from... $10,000, then I went to $100,000, then I went to a million dollars. Now I'm making $6 million a year. I just, that's $600,000. Can you ask the Lord, can I be relieved of that covenant? So the pastor just bowed his head and started praying, praying and 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 praying. Excuse me, is it taking you that long to? To ask the Lord if I can come out of it. He said, no, I'm not asking the Lord to come out of it. I'm asking the Lord to drop your income to where you feel comfortable tithing on it. 
And even though that's a joke, it's real. The richer folk get, the less they give. It's like it's opposite of what it should be, but it's just real. The richer folk get, the less percentage they give. And there was another story of three men, and they were flying on a plane, and the plane crashed into the ocean, and they survived, and they swam to this little desert island. But when they got to the island, the island was real small, and it was barren, and there was no food on the island. There was no water on the island. And one of the men said, we just ain't going to make it. Ain't no food. Ain't no water. The other man said, I ain't worried about that. I make $100,000 a week. And he said, but ain't no food, ain't no water. I make $100,000 a week. He said, what, what good is that going to do? You can't, there's no store here. You can't get any water, ain't no well and nothing, no stream, no fruit tree, nothing. What good is your $100,000 you earn a week going to do on this desert island here? So I make $100,000 a week. What good is that going to do? I make $100,000 a week, and I tithe $10,000 a week to my church. My pastor going to find us. <laughs> and the Bible in Malachi says, the Lord of hosts. And when I was developing the Bible speaker, I was using the world English version. And it kept saying, the host of armies. And I had to go look that thing up. I said, why keep calling God the host of armies? When it says the Lord of hosts, you know, often we think of hosts as like a, you go in a restaurant, you got the host at seat. You know that ain't what it meant. When you read some other versions, for example, the New Living Translation, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army. God got armies. He's in command of. And when you have armies, that's war. You don't have armies just to have armies. You have armies because you are equipped and you are ready for battle. That's why there was a war in heaven. God got armies. So the Lord of hosts is actually the Lord of a host of soldiers and angelic warriors and armies. We have our drummer, whose name is Alex, and the root of of Alex is Alexander. It comes, it's a Greek name, comes from the most famous Alexander, of course, is Alexander the Great, but they named him that for a reason. He had to follow what his name was. Alexander means warrior. So God is the host of armies. So it helps us to understand that the God we're talking about is not a weak God. He's not a total pacifist. He is the Lord of armies. And it makes a difference whether you have that army fighting for you or against you. He is the Lord of hosts and the Lord of armies. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, 
For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. Now, this is the part when God says, tell them about the room. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord, but you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? You have said, what's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands? Or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins. From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. For those who do evil get rich. And those who dare God to punish them suffer no harm. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. The room. I bank at a small African-American-owned community bank. I have yet to have them call me up and say, Mr. Bronner, we regret to inform you that because you deposited so much money in our bank, you've just filled up our vault and uh, it's beyond our insurance and we just don't have any more room to hold any more of your money. You're going to have to move your account to one of the big banks because we just have no room. Has anybody gotten a call from their bank like that? Raise your hand if you have. Has anybody gotten a call from your bank that they just don't have any room? To hold your money, they just fill up, the vault can't hold it. You know, you got to move your money to another, somebody bigger who can handle how much money you can. Has anybody gotten a call from that bank? I mean, you may have gotten a call from your bank, but not about that. <laughs> I don't know anyone that God has blessed with so much money that they don't have room enough to receive it. We had a person here who was tremendously blessed with a huge influx of money, and they got room enough to receive it. I don't think anybody's going to get anything better than that in a year. I just don't know anybody who has been blessed, but yet surely God says, test me in this, and I will pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. I don't, any of y'all know anybody can't receive any more money? If you know anybody got so much money they can't take in anymore. Banks won't hold it. Anybody know anybody like that? I'm looking, trying to find one hand up. <laughs> so what does God mean when he says, I'll pour you out a blessing and you will not have room enough to receive? So it ain't money. Now we think of it as money, but it's not money. And I remember God telling me once, why do you fools always think when I mention blessing, it's talking about money? It's not money. I don't know anybody that the richest man in the world still trying to get more money, still trying to get his businesses more profitable, still working hard, 
still trying to get more. I don't know anybody who has money so big they have no room enough to receive anymore. So what does God mean when he says, I'll pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive? Let me tell you the specifics of what God specifically spoke. That's why you got to read his word about what he said. Somebody you can't listen to what preachers say because it's just plenty. Read it for yourself. Malachi 3.11. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's army. Then all nations will call you blessed. For your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's army. Your crops will be abundant. I'll keep them from insects and disease. And your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. This is specifically what God said. That is that's why he says, bring you the tax, for there'll be meat in my house. That is food. Now, I want to relate this to where we are in the U.S. today. How many of you right now hungry because you don't have enough food? No hands going up. How many of you right now Trying to lose some weight. Now, big, big difference. Big difference. God was talking about food. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing so big, you don't have room enough to receive. We just left out of Thanksgiving season. Do you know what happened when folk got up from the Thanksgiving meal? They had to reach down. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Reach down, loosen up the belt, loosen up the skirt, loosen up the garter, loosen up the shape of thing, you know, the women wear that you're pulling me in like, y'all know what I'm talking about. They had to loosen up some stuff because there was so much food. They did not have room enough to receive it. Stomachs bulging out. About to pop, don't have room. I will pour you out a blessing that you don't have room. Enough. You can't put any more in there. You got so much food. Our problem in America right now is trying not to eat so much. Trying to cut down, trying to diet. You know, they now got all these drugs that you can take and take an injection and knock some weight off of you. Our problem now we don't have room enough to receive all the food. And most of America is not tithers, but it was built on that. And it was built on a foundation of following and serving God. The founding fathers were built on that foundation. And as a result, America has been blessed beyond measure. So much so that we've got more food then we have room enough to receive. I'll protect your crops from insects 
and I'll keep your grapes from falling off of the vine before they are ripe. All that was food. Everything God was talking about, everything that he detailed was dealing with food. And he said, I'll pull you out a blessing that you don't even have room enough to receive. And it's not a person within the sound of my voice who doesn't have enough to eat. I'm struggling with it myself, trying not to eat so much. And I try to keep my abs in good shape so I can't eat as much because if I keep my stomach small and tight, it's just so. But sometimes you just keep going, just push it out. Don't have room enough to receive it. And see, we all think you're talking about money. Read it. You ain't talking about money. Bring you the tithe so there'll be meat. That's food in my house. Your crops, your grapes, all that's food. And you got more food than you know what to do with. Absolutely. And if you're hungry, it's not because you don't have food. It's because you may not have gotten them cooked this morning. But it's not because you don't have food. Even if you go to the deepest ghetto, go to the deepest ghetto. Just sit in your car and watch the people at the bus stop and see how many are underweight. The deepest ghetto in America. Go to the deepest ghetto. The poorest area you can find. And watch and see how many folk are underweight. If it is anybody underweight, it's because they're sick. It is not because they're short of food. We got food stamps and all this stuff in America. And it's just we got more food than we know what to do with. I will pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. So that's the first part of it. But the second part of that, and this is the part the church never gets to. They just talk about the tithing portion. There's a second part of that. And where the people are complaining, so we see all these evil folk. We folk ain't tithing, and they're rich. They're not serving God, and they're rich. They got all this money. Why is it that we see all these evil folk and they got all this money, and they're doing well, and they're mocking God, and it looks like they got all this stuff. First of all, you don't know their whole story. You know the highlight reels. You know what's on social media. You know what's in the news. You don't know what's in their homes, and you don't know what's in their hearts. When you don't follow God and you follow these folk, there's a... Now, first of all, the Bible does tell you that sin has its pleasures for a season. Oh, there's no doubt about that. You know, that's just like drugs. You can... And, and that stuff has a pleasure for a season. No question. No question about it. You just feel good. It's like with heroin. They said the first shot of heroin have you feeling so good. It's just indescribable. But they never get that feeling back again. There's pleasure and relief in a bottle but it doesn't last. So all of this stuff, when you really get into these folks' lives without God, they got plenty of money, but you soon find an emptiness that's there. But what Malachi says is this. He said, yeah, you see that, but when my day of judgment comes, I'm going to separate the righteous and those who are following me from the unrighteous. 
And he said, in that day, you're going to see a difference. In that day, you'll understand. See, we think of this short lifespan, even if you live 100 years. That's short compared to eternity. And it may look like all these folk are just doing well, who just partying and enjoying themselves. A good example for those of you who went to high school and college, and you go back to a reunion 40 years later, and all them party folk look at them, they look ruined. <laughs> now, they done partied up, a, you know, there's a statement that goes, when you're born, you look like your parents. When you die, you look like your habits. <laughs> and you can go back to your high school or college reunion, and you can tell the folk who've been living right versus the folk who haven't. You can look at them and tell. It's going to be the same way on that day of judgment. And that's what the Bible says. That's what God says about that. He says, he said, look, when they get to this point, when I have my day of judgment, then it's going to be a difference. On that day, when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. Talking about you. You're talking about me. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. And see, you can't receive a lot of these blessings on earth because most of the true blessings are not even on earth. They come in eternity. It's a hundred years, and even the best of our the kings were writing it. Even the best of our lives be full of stuff. So even the best of the lives on this earth, they're still full of stuff. But he said, then you will see the difference on judgment day. John 14, 1 says this in the words of Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a room for you. And it's not just a room, it's a mansion. I'm going to prepare a room for you. I will pour you out blessings that you have not room enough to receive. See, you don't have that room on earth. There's a room, there's a mansion waiting on the righteous in heaven. But you get blessings on earth. That's why Paul said, having ye food and raiment, be ye content. He understood that. Having ye food and raiment, be thou content. Tell him about the room. Don't worry about what you think you see about wicked folk. There was an article I read the other day about some big social media influencer that committed suicide. And nobody knew they were having problems. It's because they just had this, all that social media stuff is what's called highlight reels. You can't believe that stuff. Most of that stuff ain't real. You can't believe, I've known some cases I see people I've known, and I see them, but that ain't what's going on. That ain't what's going on at all. So 
You can't believe the stuff that you see out in the public and the stuff you see on Instagram and Facebook. You can't believe that stuff. And you can't believe it when you see all about the stars and how they live in this high life and all that stuff. You do not know what's going on. Whenever people are void of God, there's a void. Now, for a season, yes. But that season will soon be over. And there's an emptiness, just like with the physical, so it is with the spiritual. There's an emptiness that comes. The room. He'll pull you out of blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. You got more food that you can eat. And there is a room prepared in your mansion in heaven for you. It's longer than 100 years. It's longer than 116 years. I'm not even worried about this little 116 years on earth. That stuff go by so fast. And it looks like it was just yesterday you were walking down the aisle in high school. Like it just yesterday. There have been 50-some years. Like it just yesterday. Time goes by so fast on this earth. But yet, I am finding more and more that the spiritual portion, and God blesses you with sufficiency, and that's what you truly need is sufficiency. You don't need all this excess stuff. What you need is sufficiency. And having sufficiency, you ought to be content. The room, to understand that room is here, and it is there, and it is here. All of us got more food than we can eat. If you've got the right mentality and got Jesus in your heart, you've got joy on this earth, and you've got a mansion waiting on you in the kingdom of heaven, the room. I will pour you out blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. Bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you for the room. I thank you for an abundance of food, so much so that I have to struggle to control it because I have so much. I have a selection of this and of that, and I have delicacies that are available to me that kings didn't have in their day. Father, I can go to the grocery store right now and choose among 20 different kinds of donuts. 25 different kinds of cakes, 50 different kinds of cookies. Lord, all kind of meats, all kind of vegetables, all kind of fruits, all kind of breads, all kinds of stuff. Lord, I got more stuff than I have room enough to receive. I thank you for the abundance of blessing. And I just pray for the discipline to control my room. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for just the joy and the heart and to be able to understand that even though I may have a pain in my toe, so much of my life is pain-free. And I thank you for all of the pain-free areas, all of the joy, all of the grace that you have granted. Father, I thank you that I got a big left toe. Father, I just, I am amazed I am appreciative, and I am grateful. Father, I thank you for those in this church who are obedient to your command of giving. 
And Father, to be honest, it has placed the church in a financial condition that we have more money than I know what to do with. It's not like it's millions, but it's more money than I know what to do with. And Father, I thank you for just in your house, we don't have a spirit of lack. And it is because of your people who are obedient. And those folk are written in your book of life. And those folk got a reservation in a 10-star mansion. I thank you, Father, for all that you have granted. And you've only shown a glimpse of the glory. But I thank you for the glimpse of the glory. In thy son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the word. I'm going to ask you a lot to close us out for today. If you would, just give us a two-minute song. I'd appreciate it. This is the end I bring This is the end I bring Your whole holy presence Living in me This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. daily
Praise God. Won't you stand to your feet? I'm not going to hold you long. We appreciate Pastor Nathaniel so much for just sitting down on the steps, a place of humility, and just sharing from God's heart. We are so grateful for God's blessing to us. Thank God for the little tip he gave us about the sauna. That was good, man. Uh, give you decrease 40% any cause of death. Praise God. How many of you are ready to jump in the sauna? <laughs> Praise God. We appreciate that. And we just appreciate the simplicity of knowing that you're blessed, knowing that God has provided for you so much. He's giving you all that you need. We're blessed. We're blessed. And God takes care of us. Sometimes we run after all this other stuff, chasing it, not realizing we're already blessed. We're richly blessed. We're richly blessed. When you have him, you have everything. You have him, you have everything. That's why it doesn't really require you to have a lot. But Jesus didn't necessarily have a lot, but he had him. And so because you have him, you have everything. So he never lacked anything because all you say, Father, I need this, Father, I need that. God provides it all along. And so we're just grateful that we have such a wonderful Father. And this message just reminds us of how blessed, how blessed we are. Praise God. Thank you all for coming out to service today. May you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your glory. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us so richly in all areas of life. Thank you for Christ Jesus. And thank you for making us a blessing in the earth. Father, just pray over your people that they have a wonderful, wonderful week this week. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, The Room, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 2018. That's 2018. To listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 2018 to a friend, 
Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the word.